This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It is a chilly Wednesday here in Pittsburgh. It is a little chilly, yeah. Um, Mike Tomlin uh, taking the Steelers indoors today to practice and cranking the heat up in the indoor facility <laughs> to uh, into the 80s so that... Uh, we could use some heat in our little uh, <laughs> radio booth here. For some reason, we get this one that's just like ice cold. And yeah. Today, it's particularly chilly. You have a winter jacket on and I have a, like, a zip-up sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting, we may see dead people or the, <laughs> right. the, uh, the Ice King may... Yeah, so the Night King might come Night King may come walking by here and turn us both to... Uh, yeah. I think Frosty's White's. on his way here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the Steelers are getting ready for their uh, matchup on Sunday in Miami against uh, the Dolphins. Uh, Steelers won seven of the last nine games mm-hmm. against Miami. That includes playoffs, of course. Um, it's been a real streaky series. It has been, yeah. yeah. yeah but um, Tomlin's five and two against them. He is, and uh, they've done they've done well. Uh this will be Miami's first Sunday night game since 2017. Wow. You would think they would schedule more night games in Miami. In Miami. I mean, a little easier on the opponent. Yeah, especially right. Especially first two months of the season or so. I guess, I guess a lot of that's just because they've been really down. You know, taking yeah. for Tua and trading Minka and all those, you know, aspect of it. I'm curious what the Flores effect of this game is. You know, I mean, they for people who don't know, they kept – Someone from Flores' staff as the defensive coordinator. It's his defense they're running, um, and his familiarity has to be beneficial here too. Yeah, um, you know, you know what the best ways are to beat your defense. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 and game planning against Tua, and you know, all those guys. I mean, you know this team pretty extremely well. Yeah, this is, could be one of those games where you know that I know that you mm-hmm. know that he knows that you know. Yeah. Um, and so maybe they try to do something a little different mm-hmm. than, than what I mean, they would normally do. wasn't in the mix, and yeah. the offense is a different system, I mean, just the, defensively for the Dolphins. Right, right, right. Because it is Flores' system. What are their checks, and what are they, you know, in this situation, they, they like to go to cover two, or, you know, right. that kind of stuff. Yeah, right, right. we've got to mix it up. We've got to be a little thoughtfully non-rhythmic, as Mike Tomlin likes <laughs> to say. Nicely done. Or... What's Jerome Baker? I mean, he definitely will know what's this guy's weakness. What's this guy's weakness? I mean, he's bad in man coverage versus backs downfield. You know, let's do that a little bit. You know, so I would assume he'll have some – Flores will have some input on the offensive scheme too, the Steelers. If the Dolphins lose this game, okay, they become just the 12th team since the 1970 NFL-AFL merger to start the season 3-0 and and then lose their next four straight. Really? You would think that would be a little more common. You know, bad injury happens yeah. or whatever, and you just go. What's t- I mean, you don't see – it's difficult to go 3-0. and Sure, it is. In this Harder league. than people think. Yeah. And almost, like, it doesn't always, sound like much, but – And I think like 80% of them go to the playoffs. Yeah. The teams that do. Of the teams that, that start 3-0 and and then lose their next four, only one of them made the playoffs. Really? How many teams was it again? 12. Okay. Wow. I bet a lot of them were, oh, we lost our quarterback after the third week or whatever. Yeah, something big that was hard to overcome. Yeah. Um, so it, it's interesting. Uh, the Dolphins with Tua eleven and six, mm-hmm. without Tua one and five. Wow. Okay. Points per game is twenty one point two with Tua, eighteen point seven without him. And he really wasn't that great no, last year. Right. right? I mean, yeah. he started this season unbelievably hot. Um, I'm a little shocked that it's that different 
you know, during his career. I mean, well, I mean, who, who's staff. the backup last year? You know, that that matters mm-hmm. too. Yeah, um, they went and got Teddy for a reason, right? You know, right. And then here's the biggest difference to me because the yardage is it's about 19 yards difference. Okay, in addition to the three points, right. uh, third down percentage with Tua 41.5, without him 36.4. So about five percentage points there that. I don't know if you caught this in my stat pack, but this year it's even more dramatic. Right, I yeah. Mean, it's much more dramatic than that. I mean, it's in favor of him. He's been outstanding this year. I mean, and he fits the system well, and I do think he benefits from Hill and Waddle and the system more than the other way around. I mean, he's not Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson and putting everyone on his shoulders, but he's been unbelievably efficient, including third downs, including red zone. Um, they don't run the ball much. They don't. With or without, yeah. you know. They're unable to run the ball. Right? And I think it's that's yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, um, you know, so it's a, a situation that um, they put a lot on his plate. Mm-hmm. They went out and got him. There's a volume. They went out and got him. You know, the receivers the last two years to yeah. to, to do that. But the peripheral guys aren't anything to write home about. Yeah. I mean, it's those two takes so it's much all of funneled the pie, through two right? guys. Right. Yeah. And I'm not sure if Waddle's. I'm curious about his practice participation throughout the week. He's not 100. percent Yeah, I didn't see anything injury designation for him. Early in the week, mm-hmm. that um, doesn't mean that he's going to. You know, once they start I practicing, he had a thing. I, it's a, yeah, it's a shoulder. Okay, um, but he played through it, mm-hmm. so there was no injury designation anywhere. But it, we'll see if he's, yeah, you know, misses practice time or anything like that. Um, I mean, everyone would love to have those receivers, but if I were them, one of my offseason priorities would be I don't want to be quite this reliant on these two Lamborghinis. Yeah. You know? Well, here's the difference this year, Matt. Mm-hmm. So this year, three and zero with him, yeah, zero and three without him. Although that doesn't count, he did start that third game or the fourth game. Fourth game, got yeah, hurt, right. he got hurt. Points per game in which he started and finished the game twenty seven point seven. So the first three games versus the next three games. Yeah, okay. Without him, it's been sixteen points the last three yeah. games. Uh, giveaways. This is where it really gets ugly. Two in the first three games. Seven, seven in the last seven. three. Yeah, I can see that. And then the third. It's not all Skylar Thompson just right. not knowing what he's doing no, either. You know, no, that's not what it was. The, yeah, the quarterbacks haven't been the issue. Right, they've not been turning the football over. Only one interception. One interception. Right, and right, they've right. had some fumbles. A lot. Yeah, they have. They have because their offensive line has not been good. No. Uh, but then the third down percentage conversions. To your point earlier, forty-eight point five percent in those first three games, twenty-eight point six in the last three. Massive. That's huge. 28, 28.6% conversion rate on third downs over the course of a season would easily be the worst in the league. Yeah. Oh, by far. Yeah. I mean, you, can't, you can't survive that way. No. I mean, being under 30% on those is almost unheard of. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have some disturbing trends that don't have anything to do with Tua. I mean, namely penalties, turnovers, offensive line play. Um, there's some things about the defense, too, that I'm not very impressed with. You know, we talked about it yesterday. Zaven Howard, the pass defense as a whole isn't great. There's no dominant or, you know, star pass rusher, you know. I mean, so – and they don't run the ball, you know. I yeah. mean, they're an interesting team because I have respect for what this new coaching staff is doing offensively. And, boy, it was humming when they were healthy and had their quarterback that they designed the offense around. But it's been messy ever since, and the, the penalties in particular. I mean, 199 yards, I think, in penalties the last two weeks. I mean, you just can't win that way. Like, you mentioned, you know, yesterday that you you were studying the Vikes-Dolphins game. Miami might have been the better team. You know I mean? Yeah. The, the, I don't know that Minnesota fans are thrilled about getting that win, 
but they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. And I brought this up a couple times too. I mean, they're like the worst team in the league, special teams-wise. They get nothing from their return games. They allow a lot of big returns. So there's a lot of hidden yardage here where they're a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned the special teams, uh, what, 32nd? 32nd DVOA. They don't get anything in the return game. Nothing. I mean, to the point where Waddle and Tyreek are being asked to be punt returners. And you, you know, would like, think that those guys – Tyreek – Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I've seen this even when Tyreek um, was in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. He would he would sometimes go back there when they were look quote unquote looking for a spark, like when AB would do it. I've never seen him break one. Yeah, I don't know that he's a natural <laughs> returner. No, I just because he's great with the ball in yeah. his hands and elusive and fast as could be. In fact, the times that I've seen him do it, he'll do stuff like run backwards and, mm-hmm. and give up yardage and yeah, get tackled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, Gunnar Olszewski might be a better punt returner than him. Yeah, because he understands. How to get the eight yards when right. three's get up field? And... Right, right. I mean, in the open field, it's a totally different story. Like to me, Tyreek's scarier on a jet sweep than he is as a punt returner. Yeah, you know, you know like AB was a natural punt returner who would be great at it no matter what. You know, they just didn't use him because he's too valuable. That's right. not what Tyreek is with the, the punt returns. I can't remember. Did Waddle return punts at Bama? That I don't know, and. If he did, wow, because they have a million offers. There. <laughs> yeah, you know right. That's I mean? the other thing there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you're going to use that guy to do that. So I mean, maybe he did as like a sophomore whenever right. Judy and those guys were yeah. going ahead of him. You know, right. And, you know, so it's it's not ideal, and it's something that's often overlooked. Like, oh, you can just get anybody to go back there and do that stuff. Oh no, right, right, yeah. right. And I don't know. I this would be a deep dive on their roster, but I've been harping on this this week. I did it for Steeler Live. It's really apparent that the Steelers have. Six, seven, eight, true special teamers. Like yeah. Benny Snell wasn't getting carries. Right. You know, Killebrew's not playing on defense. You know, guys like that. I don't know if Miami constructed their roster that way or not, but they don't have pure returners. I mean, they, they don't have the Gunnar Olszewski type. Yeah, you it's know. weird. It uh, is weird. Yeah. Um, so um, they're an interesting team, though. I mean, uh, no, uh, I think all of us kind of had them in the same tier as the Steelers preseason, and they came come up flying. This coach know, really knows what he's doing. And they were the, oh, look, Archer. they're the, yeah. Right, right, right. Then they beat the Bills, which was another weird win for them. Um, you know, I don't think they win that game more than once. Yeah, if they don't win, they don't win that game, they're two and four right now. Right, right. I mean, that, they were outplayed in that game in a big way, and Bills were falling over left and right. You know? Yeah, they, so I, I don't know what to think of this. I don't know that they're, I mean, again, I watched the game against the Vikings, and, mm-hmm. you know, there were, there were things that they did well. One of them was not putting the ball in the end zone. Yeah, I, th- I yeah. think they struggle there. Yeah, um, you know because a they can't run the ball. No, right, right. B Waddle and 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 Hill are both smaller receivers. Mm-hmm. They're a very spe- you know, certain style, obviously. Yeah, they're 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 the kind, they're set up to get behind you, not necessarily right, 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 right. Go jump ball, you know, be big, Brandon yeah. Marshall type. You know, right, they could use somebody like that. That's what I meant. Like even even a two way tight end. I mean, Gasecki's not a blocker. I mean. Kittle was a foundational piece to that Niners game. Yeah, if they had Fryermuth, they would love him. They, they would, would, they yeah. would adore him, right? Yeah, he be that, maybe that should be their first round pick next year. Is you know the best tight end coming out. That's a two maybe guy. somebody to help their defense. A well, pass yeah. rusher would help. And the O line's problematic too, <laughs> right? Um, I was watching Eichenberg a little bit, the left guard, who I kind of liked coming out of school. He is he's not a guard and he's not a tackle and he might be none. He, Cam's going to destroy that guy. I mean, yeah. he plays high. He's not particularly strong. 
And, I mean, with Cam's bull rush and power and what he did last week, that's a feast there. Yeah, and I just keep, you know, if they want to try to double him, um, which I'm sure that they will. I'm sure. Yeah. The thing that I saw time and again uh, when I watched them against the Vikings was every time the Vikings ran any kind of game up front, the guy guy who was looping around never got picked up, Mm -hmm. ever. (laughs) I wonder, I mean, this is just speculation, but – they gave good money to Connor Williams, kind of like James Daniels' money. Yeah. You know, they were two of the better guards on the free agent market. But he never played center, and they made him a center. Like, does he know any of the communication stuff and all the, you know, smart center stuff you're, you need to know and pass this guy off or there's a game coming, there's a stunt coming? Is that part of the problem? Or they just haven't played together enough? You know, Armstead's new to the team. Eichenberg's in a new position all the time. You know, they, they're yeah. shuffling things around. So whatever the reason... It's problematic, and Zadarius Smith had himself a game against those. Guys. He had a field day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a field day. I think I saw it was like it was like nine pressures, like seven quarterback hits, and three sacks or something like that. I mean, yeah, okay. just, yeah, I could. See I mean, it. it was just, and a lot of them were on loops and stunts and games and things like that too. Yeah. And you know, he'd start as an edge player and loop all the way around into the A gap, and nobody would realize here he's coming and you know, smashing <laughs> quarterbacks and. Teddy doesn't move all that well either. I mean, he's okay, but, I mean, he, he doesn't help things all that much. Yeah, we have the uh, Steelers injury report oh, here. Uh, the only person who did not practice um, were Stephen Sims with the hamstring and uh, Larry Ogunjobi with the knee. Okay. That doesn't bother me. I think Ogunjobi's going to— I mean, he came back. Yeah, yeah he yeah. came back. If Sims doesn't play, okay. You know. I mean, put Gunner back out yeah. there. And right, right. Uh, so, Kenny Pickett. The full participant today. Good, good. Uh, Cam Sutton, limited. Akella Witherspoon, limited. Levi Wallace, full participant. Okay. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick was limited. Miles Jack, limited. Mason Cole, limited. James Daniel, limited. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, full participant. Good, good. Chris Wormley, limited. Okay. Um, Cole's just going to fight this for a while. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think probably he's through the bye. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he's gotten through it and. So be it. Uh, I don't know how much they'll put Wilkins over him, but you know, no matter who they play, he's not going to have an easy time of it. I'm no, sure. Yeah. You know, it's just life is where he's at right now. Um, no news on KZ or Watt or Austin or any of those. Nothing as if, yeah, okay. nothing as at this time, yeah. Okay, I mean, so uh, that's obviously something that's looming, that's exciting to see those guys back. But you know, that, that's all good. Um, Something smart to say. I forget what it was. Oh, my my article for DK this week was, I I, I opened it by saying, people ask me all week what the Steelers need to do to beat the the Buccaneers. And I laughed and said, well, they win the turnover battle by five. Or they need two scores on special teams. But then I got down to reality. I said, well, Cam needs to be the best player on the field. And the, the, the article's basically about, not only was Cam the best player on the field, but his partner in crime, Ogunjobi, wasn't far off. Yeah, he might have been number two. <laughs> right. And I think it's kind of a double-edged sword in that these two just played their best game. That's phenomenal. That That's the most important thing. But it feels a little bit like the year they got beat by the Jags when they had two interior guys and the depth isn't – they just seem more dependent than I wished at this point on those two. Not that Wormley's bad or Loudermilk. I just don't trust Alulu right now. Well, the problem, the I, the prob- yeah, the problem I think becomes. I don't be- want them overworked because you're because you don't have Watt. They're playing a defensive 
tackle at defensive end. Right, right, right. So those snaps at Loudermilk and those snaps that Liao are getting in these in these games are coming as a, not def- helping the as a defensive end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if they were getting if they were getting fifteen to twenty snaps in the in the interior, mm-hmm. you'd say, oh, okay, they're not they're not overworking Ogunjobi and hundred percent true. Yeah. And I think you couple that with Alu Alu looking old, that, that's not a great mix. You know, and I, I just, that worries me. It seems like it seems to be a recurring trend around here as opposed to having one too many where I thought they did when the season started. Now you're a little thin. I did see it in your, in your stat package that yeah. Wilkins is, amazing. is playing like 90, whatever. 4%. I 90, think. Yeah, 94%. And still doesn't have any sacks. He still doesn't have sacks. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I was just shocked that he's playing. So he's that not much. coming off the field in in passing downs, right? Ever. Ever. He's, he's rarely coming off the field, and he has no sacks. He has none. I mean, no one has more than two on the team. Yeah, I didn't know he had zero. Uh, I was praising the guy because he plays in a thousand degree heat, and he never comes off the field. You know, I mean, uh, but maybe he should. Yeah, right. Would he be <laughs> I mean, better many, served yeah, if he if he didn't play or, that? But it it, it it tells me that they don't have anybody else. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I'm not saying he's Cam Hayward, but that's what he strives to be. Like he, they're considered him like the leader. You know, yeah. He's younger. He doesn't have the body of work. He doesn't have the Pro Bowls. You know, but that I think he's a tone setter. But maybe it'd be smarter to say play 75 percent. Yeah, know, and get a little more juice. But you get into that situation again if you don't have the guys behind him. It's almost like the you're putting the you know the, the, the same conversation we have with Najee Harris. Well, right, he's our right. best guy. Right, right. If it's third down, if it's second down, if it's first down, it doesn't matter if you're, that's your best guy. Yeah, it's tough to tell the coaching staff. I I, I note this all the, time. Bell all the time. I, I'm watching the Steelers play, and and they'll start a series, and Highsmith and Hayward aren't out there to start the series. Mm-hmm. I'm like. You get the, there was there was one series where the the Steelers had the the Buccaneers last week backed up inside the ten, mm-hmm. and they start the series and Hayward and Highsmith are standing on the sideline. I'm like, I don't know if that's the way that I would want to do it, right? You know, especially together. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, if you include Ogan Joby, those three are really the foundation of your front, and it's been okay, you know. Yeah. And last week was the best it's been. But you can't go with two of them off the field. Yeah, you know, or or you do and you pray for the best. I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a juggling act. I I did note as well, um, and the Steelers' run defense, uh, while the numbers themselves don't look great, mm-hmm. their run defense against opposing running backs. How about that? That has actually been sad. really good. Yeah, and they get a ton of run. Here's the here's basically where the gist of that was. I think they're either first or second in terms of running back carries against. Like, the opponents hand the ball to a running back 25 times a game, and plus quarterback rushes or whatever else, which is at the top of the league in terms of usage. But they're only averaging, like, four yards a carry. Yeah. I mean, it's really low. You know, just running backs. And um, I, I think there's a misconception this week that two is a runner. He really isn't. I he mean, isn't. No, he's uh, he can run. I mean, he'll pick up five or six and slide or whatever, yeah. but he's not a runner. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the overall points against, against you know, in terms of uh, – or fantasy points, these are always fantasy stats. Yeah, right. Because that's where they, you know, they, they come from. Right. Um, you know, the whole crux of it was, yeah, your running back will probably get a lot of carries against Steelers, but don't expect great production. Yeah. Uh, it's – 149 carries in six games, which you'd like to get that down. Sure. 
for but six- I, I also think Patriots, Browns being very run heavy, and you're losing heavily to Buffalo at the end of the game. Yeah, for 600 yards. So if you look at that. it strictly from an attempts standpoint, the Steelers have had the third most running back attempts against them. Okay, I was saying it's first or second. But yeah. uh, Chicago is at 157. Seattle's at 150. The Steelers are at 149. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I, mean, I think sometimes you dare teams to do it. Right, right, right. Where they get kind of opposing running backs have caught 30 passes against them on 44 pass attempts, which is on the high end. Mm-hmm. In fact, the 44 pass attempts, well, no, Kansas City's have given up 50. Wide receivers are the position 65. that's really hurting the Steelers this year. Yeah, and some of that's because, who they played. Of course. I mean, you know. I mean, Gabe Davis with a 98-yard touchdown is a big deal. As we you said, know? you know, the teams are at the bottom of the pass defense Mm-hmm. Stats right now have all played Josh Allen. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> I mean, they're all six game samples. It completely skews everything. But I mean, if there's a position you'd want, you don't want to be vulnerable at this week, it's wide receiver. You know, in yeah. terms of defense, because as we've mentioned, by far, I mean, including Tua, including I mean, Hill's the most important guy in the offense. Waddle's number two. But could this be another game, much like last week, where you dare him to run the football? You want to so. have at it, run the ball. I think so. Yeah, I mean. If that means playing dime when you should play nickel or nickel when you should play base or just backing people off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and your safeties are 35 yards off right, the line of scrimmage. Right. All right, you want to letting Tyree yeah. get a Not going to happen. You know, yeah, right. I think that's definitely an approach. You know? And in some but ways, block it up very well either. Bracket, you bracket both of those receivers. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they've got three or four eligibles going out. Regard, it doesn't matter. Right. I'm bracketing those two guys. Enforcing the ball somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, the Cedric Wilsons and Gaseckis and Smice and Edmonds and Mosterts, they beat me. I can, so be it. Yeah. And they're on, they're on scholarship too, but they're not special players. You know, they're just a bunch of guys. Again, they need a third weapon, whether it's a tight end or running back or whatever. I mean, they're, yeah. they're short. The first two are scary. The first two are very scary. Um, but the numbers are bonkers. Ridiculous, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but much like Mike Evans last week, don't let that guy beat you. Right, right, right. You know, just right. don't let that guy I mean, you're talking about one. running back carries. Fournette didn't do much damage. No. I mean, you were happy when he handed the ball, and okay, there's four yards, that's fine. Yeah, and there were times, you know, he got a 13-yard run here yeah, or seven, good. you know. Yeah. That, okay, you can live with those. You can live with those, right? You know, it, it doesn't. Uh, yeah. As long as it doesn't turn into a you know a forty yard run. If, if Waddle and Tyreek combine for two long touchdowns, you're probably going to lose. Right. That's yeah. what you don't want. Instant you can't give up the easy ones. Game changers. Yeah, you right. can't give up the easy ones. It's almost like Miami's playing opposite of what everybody else in the league is right now. They kind of are. Right. I mean, they're okay. I'm sure they're getting more two high shells than just about anybody else, and they're still getting explosives. Yeah. Some of it's after the catch too. Um, I don't know if that's sustainable or not, or are these guys just that special of receivers. They might be that special. I mean, Tyreek's ridiculous right now. Yeah. Subscribe now to the episodes of The Drive. Every episode we do is available for you to download. You can subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcast. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this.